What you are about to hear is a labor of love, our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rock Strikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, it's time for a theme that I haven't done in a long time. I think I had a pretty good reason for not doing it for a long time. Uh, Because, you know, of everything that's happened to me this year, doing a show about death wasn't anything that was very appealing to me. Uh, I still feel weird about it, but I I definitely feel the need to do this particular type of theme again, because I've got a ton of stuff to catch up on. Uh, So yes, The Fallen is back, or as I like to call it now, the playlist for the recently deceased. Thankfully, I'm not amongst that crew, but I'm here to pay my respects musically to those who did if they affected me in any kind of way they are on this show the next two episodes are going to be me catching up on the year 2019 these are all musically related deaths from the second half of 2019 and thankfully there weren't so many as there had been the last few years at least prior to 2019 because man there were so many for the longest time and that's kind of why i got burnt out on it so it wasn't just my heart attack for instance It was just the fact that there were so many people dying. So, you know, it's a bummer, but once again, I'm going to try to make this as fun and light as possible. So, yeah, I'm back doing these episodes. I hope you enjoy them. Right off the bat, I want to give my respect to somebody who was uh, pretty decently important to my childhood. One of the great character actors and sitcom actors of all time, Max Wright. The guy that played Willie on ALF. He passed away uh, in June of 2019, so... Rest in peace, Max Wright. You're a pretty fun actor, so thanks a lot for the memories. Okay, first one we're going to do here on the musical tip is for a guy named Lizzie Gray. Uh, Lizzie died on August 5th of 2019, and uh, not a household name, but he's definitely an important figure in the history of rock and roll. He was mostly known as a member of the band London. Later on, he was in a band called Snakes and Spiders, but I think a lot of people that are hard rock and metal historians know the band London, as they were so infamously profiled in the Decline of Western Civilization Part 2, the Metal Years movie. That's how they got on my radar first, at least. But I do remember reading about London, because, of course, London was the band uh, that was, uh, as they even put it, the graduating school of being a rock star. Once you got out of the band, you became a big rock star. Guys from Motley, like Nikki Six, for instance, and some guys from Wasp uh, were in the band London. And uh, some Guns N' Roses guys, something like that. Anyway, I don't have the whole family tree of London in front of me. But, you know, an important band in the L.A. rock scene in the 80s. And the guy Lizzie Gray, 
He died of Lewy body disease. Uh, he was 60 years old, a little too young to die there for sure. But not only was he in the band London and, you know, helped some people along the way, but he actually co-wrote a song that would become part of Motley Crue's first record off their debut album, Too Fast for Love. Lizzie co-wrote Public Enemy Number 1 with Nikki Six. So this song is forever ingrained in the history of hard rock. And it's an important song for me. Too Fast for Love is an important album for me. So definitely wanted to pay my respects to Lizzie here. So here you go. We're actually going to play the original Leather Records mix of Public Enemy Number 1. So here you go. An extra special treat here to kick off our latest playlist for the recently deceased. Enjoy. <laughs> Yeah. 
kicking off the show here today in fine fashion, that was Motley Crue with Public Enemy Number 1, a song co-written by the late Lizzie Gray, and that was off of the original release of Too Fast for Love, that particular version from the original Leather Records mix of Too Fast for Love. I was very excited as a fan that they put that particular mix on the uh, first box set that Motley Crue put out, so I'm glad they did that. So now I have both mixes of the record, and there are differences for sure, so if you're a fanboy enough about it, you can listen to them back to back, or if you just have the album memorized, go listen to the Leather Records version, you'll hear the differences for sure. Little things that only us music nerds like to catch, so. Alright, moving on here. As these shows tend to be, you know, I try to make Rock Strikes 10 a little free-for-all, fun for everybody, all-inclusive, all genres, all decades, all that type of stuff, but these death episodes, by default, basically, lead to very weird playlists, and this is one of those songs that definitely makes it unique and its own thing. So, next one we're going to do is for a guy named Kipadota. And Kip was actually mostly known as a funny man, a stand-up comedian, but he was one of those guys, as a lot of people back in the day, back in the old school days, if you really wanted to try to make an extra name for yourself, it wasn't enough just to gig around. Uh, if you had an idea for a song, maybe you ought to do it, get your name out there a little bit better. And there was actually a place to go for you if you were musical and you were funny, and that was the old Dr. Demento show. And not that this song was exclusive to that show, but this particular track became a big favorite on the Dr. Demento syndicated radio show. So much so that I got exposed to this song because it was so popular it wound up on the Dr. Demento 20th anniversary double disc set on Rhino. And I used to buy these. I just kind of got intrigued by them. I think I heard them at a friend's house or something like that and I went and got my own copy. But, uh, you know, yeah, I've always listened to the Demento compilations. And since this was the first one I ever bought, I definitely have a special affinity for the 20th anniversary set and Kipadota was on it and he made this track which you know it's dad joke pun city for sure and people groan when they hear this song a lot of people groan when they hear this song but I think it's funny I think it's clever uh, so here you go and uh, I already have my opinions but I want you to like really listen to the music on here and like the, the background vocals tell me what kind of band you think this sounds like I think he did it on purpose because I think it was of that time uh, so there you go, something fun to do while you're listening to this really ridiculous song. So here is the now late Kipadota's contribution to music. This is the song, Wet Dream. It was April the 41st, being a quadruple leap year. I was driving in downtown Atlantis. My Barracuda was in the shop, so I was in a rented Stingray, and it was overheating. So I pulled into a shell station. They said I'd blown a seal. I said, fix the damn thing and leave my private life out of it, okay, pal? While they were doing that, I walked over to a place called the Oyster Bar, a real dive. But I knew the owner. He used to play for the dolphins. I said, hi, Gil. You have to yell, he's hard of hearing. down on his luck. Fact is, he was barely keeping his head below water. I bellied up to the sandbar. He poured with the usual. Rusty snail, hold the grunion, shaken, not stirred. With a peanut butter and jellyfish sandwich on the side. 
heavy on the Mako. I slipped him a fin on porpoise. I was feeling good. I even dropped a sand dollar in the box for Jerry's squids for the halibut. Well, the place was crowded. We were packed in like sardines. They were all there to listen to the big band sounds of Tommy Dorsal. What soul? Tommy was rocking the place with a very popular tuna. Salmon chanted evening. And the stage was surrounded by screaming groupers. Probably there to see the bass player. One of them was this cute little yellowtail. And she's giving me the eye. So I figured this is my chance for a little fun. You know, piece of Pisces. But she said things I just couldn't fathom. She was too deep, seemed to be under a lot of pressure. Boy, could she drink. She drank like a, she drank a lot. I said, what's your sign? She said, aquarium. I said, great, let's get tanked. I invited her up to my place for a little midnight bait. I said, come on, baby, only take a few minnows. She threw me that same old line. Not tonight, I got a haddock. And she wasn't kidding either, because in came the biggest, meanest-looking haddock I'd ever seen come down the pike. He was covered with muscles. He came over to me and said, listen, shrimp, don't you come trolling around here. What a crab. This guy was steamed. I could see the anchor in his eyes. I turned to him, I said, Abalone, you're just being shellfish. Well, I knew there was going to be trouble, and so did Gil, because he was already on the phone to the cods. The haddock hits me with a sucker punch. I catch him with a left hook. He eels over. It was a fluke, but there he was, lying on the deck, flat as a mackerel. Helpless. I said, forget the cods, Gil. This guy's going to need a sturgeon. Well, the yellowtail was impressed with the way I landed her boyfriend. She came over to me. She said, hey, big boy. You're really a game fish. What's your name? I said, Marlin. time. I took her to dinner. I took her to dance. I bought her a bouquet of flounders. And then I went home with her. And what did I get for my trouble? A case of the clams. There you go, Kipadota with the song Wet Dream, his novelty single. And uh, to me, that sounds a lot like Supertramp. So if you guessed Supertramp, you were right. You matched brains with me on that one. 
So congratulations if you said Super Tramp. But there you go, Kipidota. He was 75 years old. No cause of death given. But yes, rest in peace, Kipidota. All right, moving on here to, uh, you know, I try to tie in if it's like a big, important actor, actress, something like that, and, and they pass away, I like to try to find uh, something musical that they're kind of forever associated with. Or when, when you hear the song, you think of that person, which is the same thing, really. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to throw this one in. It's super obvious, but I didn't want to let this one go because it's definitely a big, important musical reference to give here. So uh, on August 16th, 2019 Peter Fonda the famous actor Peter Fonda passed away to lung cancer at the age of 79 years old so yeah Peter Fonda very well known part of the Fonda family definitely like you know Hollywood royalty there uh, but yeah I think you know what I'm gonna do here I, I'd say arguably his most famous role was the movie from the late 60s Easy Rider it was pretty revolutionary I'm not even that big of a fan of the movie honestly I, I don't think it's much of a movie but I can imagine at the time it was probably pretty groundbreaking. But of course, it gave us the added popularity of this song. And it will forever be etched into people's minds that when they hear this song, they see Peter Fonda riding down the road on a motorcycle. So of course, here you go. This is Steppenwolf with Born to be Wild. Explode 
Definitely one of the most classic rock and roll anthems of all time right there. Of course, Born to be Wild by Steppenwolf. We did that in honor of the now late Peter Fonda. Ride that trail, sir. Ride that trail. All right. Now, this next one, I'm not going to do it just to take a really lazy break, but I am going to take a three-song break here. We're going to do a big threefer right here. And I think this guy is decently important enough to garner a threefer because... I'm not a big, huge fan of this guy. I actually even saw him live one time, and I don't have nice things to say about the set I saw. Mind you, I saw him, you know, at least a decade and change after his, you know, peak, after his heyday, if you will. Uh, But we're going to talk about Eddie Money here. Eddie Money, who died on September 13th of 2019 due to complications from heart surgery. He was 70 years old, and at that time currently enjoying, you know, kind of a comeback due to his reality show that was happening with him and his family, doing the Osbournes thing. But, yeah, I never saw the show, but Eddie Money was always kind of a quasi-train wreck uh, throughout, especially the later part of his life. Like I said, when I saw him, he wasn't very good. Kind of one of those guys where, you know I'm talking about, the old-school lead singer thing where they put the mic in the crowd and have the crowd sing the chorus because he could really care less about the song that he's performing at that point and he's done it a thousand and one times and he never wants to sing it again so he just lets the band take over let the audience take over that kind of thing it was a bad show Uh, but i'm not here to be totally disrespectful to the memory of eddie money because he did give us some pretty cool tunes along the way uh, you know, Two Tickets of Paradise is fine everything, uh, but I don't need to hear it again. But these three, these are all big singles, but for some reason I just never get tired of hearing them. A lot of it's nostalgia, but I think these are all really fun, classic rock songs. And so I'd like to play them in honor of Eddie Money right here. And I think this is a threefer that is definitely well worth it. So here you go, and I'll leave a little bit of suspense here. These are my top three Eddie Money songs of all time. Take it away, Mr. Money Man.
There you go. Probably the most successful ever former ex-cop turned rock star right there. Yes, he was a cop before he was a singer. But that was Eddie Money right there, paying homage to the Mr. Money Man, starting off the set with Shaken. Great song right there. And who could forget the video? Also, and all these videos are pretty classic. But uh, then the second song was Think I'm In Love, which is probably my favorite, favorite Eddie Money song. Shaken's pretty good, but I Think I'm In Love is probably his best overall song. I think I like it because it, it definitely could have been a Rick Springfield song as well. It just has the same kind of vibe. Great stuff. And as overplayed as it is, even to this day, to this minute, it's probably playing on my local radio station, on the old East station somewhere. Uh, but Take Me Home Tonight, of course, featuring the iconic Ronnie Spector of the Ronettes. Uh, I never get sick of that song for some reason. I know, I know, but uh, I, I think it's great. I think it's pop perfection right there. So there you go. There's my Eddie Money three for my top three Eddie Money songs. Uh, if I hadn't done this episode already, of course, 
I'd be paying massive homage to this man. But go back in time, back to 2019, I did a two-part episode for Rick Ocasek. In case you're a new friend of the show, maybe in the last few weeks or months or maybe even a year, if you haven't heard the Rick Ocasek two-parter, go back and listen to that. But I just wanted to make note of that because he was coming up in this particular timeline. So it's not that I'm not paying homage to him. I'm a big enough fan. I did two whole episodes for Rick Ocasek. So yeah, we're moving on here. Next guy we're going to talk about is a gentleman. Well, who knows? I'm probably not so much a gentleman, but probably a pretty cool guy. Uh, He passed away on September 19th of 2019 on 9-19-19. Interesting. A guy named Larry Wallace, a British man, and he was 70 years old at the time of his death. And definitely not a known name, really, in the grand scheme of things. Not even in the subgenre that he's most known for whether it's in the hard rock, metal, punk circles, whatever you want to call it, European music. Uh, But he's definitely important because Larry Wallace was in the very first lineup and, you know, a quasi-founding member of Motorhead. Yeah, Larry played on the first material that Motorhead ever recorded. He was the guitar player in the band, the first six-string player in Motorhead. That makes him very important in my book, and he should be very important in your book as well. So, yes, of course, I've got some audio to pay tribute to Mr. Larry Wallace right here. And, uh, yeah, he only lasted this one record, really. And it's weird. The album wasn't really released all that widely after it was recorded. It came out later after Motorhead had put out some of their other albums. But the album officially was called On Parole when it came out. Uh, I actually got this on CD in the early 2000s as a reissue just under the name Motorhead with the the classic logo and, and image on it. Uh, So yeah, it's known as a bunch of things, but it's got the same songs on it no matter where you find it. It's probably even public domain at this point, the the way I've seen it re-released over the years, but who knows. But once again, Larry Wallace played guitar on the very first sessions that Motorhead ever did. So yeah, let's pay some respect to Larry right now. And I'll go you one further here because I do my homework here on Rock Strikes 10. Here is the sole song that Larry Wallace wrote by himself completely for Motorhead. Not co-written with Lemmy or anybody else, just written by Larry Wallace. So here you go. The song that would wind up being the title track on said release. This is On Parole. Turn it up because it is Motorhead. Yeah. 
Great stuff right there. Motorhead with On Parole, written by Larry Wallace, and we're paying tribute to you, sir. Rest in peace. Thank you for being part of the initial run of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time. Much respect, sir. All right, this last one here, we're going to do another threefer. I'm recording this episode on a year to the day, absolutely, that Kim Shattuck passed away. I can't believe it's been an entire year. She left us on October 2nd of 2019 at the age of 56 due to Lou Gehrig's disease, which no one knew she had. It was disclosed at the time of her passing, so very sad. And uh, Kim, a super important figure in the world of rock and roll and, you know, alternative music, whatever you want to call it. Uh, She was an icon, in my opinion, uh, in this particular genre especially. And it's too bad that she's not more well-known But maybe she wouldn't have it any other way. I don't know. But I like to throw around the phrase, a true alternative, at least when it concerns my friend Randy Brown. But Kim Shattuck was definitely a true alternative. She had one of those unique, irreplaceable voices that's really hard to come by in music. And she had in spades. She is one of the most imitated female singers in punk rock to this day. You could find at least a dozen women right now. And I'm a fan of some of these imitators. But they all sound like Kim Shattuck. And you'll hear it when you hear her voice. Like, oh, yeah, I've totally heard bands and singers that sound like this lady. But she was the originator of this style. So she's got her own unique voice, her own unique sound, and super talented, good guitar player, great songwriter. And you always really feel the emotion in whatever she does. So I'm a big fan of Kim Shattuck, and it's a, it's a damn shame she's gone. Never had the pleasure and honor of seeing her live, unfortunately. I I probably had a chance, and I just don't know it, but it's a shame. So yeah, we're going to finish off the show with a threefer dedicated to Kim Shattuck, and we're going to celebrate the three bands that I have in my catalog that she was a part of. Three completely different bands that all feature Kim Shattuck on vocals. Uh, So here you go. This is for you, Kim.
All right, my three for tribute right there to Kim Shattuck. We started off the set with the band she's mostly known for being in, and that's the Muffs. The song was called And I Go Pow from the album Really, Really Happy. And then we moved on to a song that I've played on the show before, but I love it. One of my favorite songs from a couple of years ago from the band The Pandoras. And that was a song called It's Getting Harder All the Time from the EP Hey, It's the Pandoras. And we finished off with one of the last things she did. She actually did do a Farewell Muffs album, by the way, so go track that down. It's pretty cool. Uh, But she also did a side band with some friends of hers, including Palmyra Del Ren, one of my favorite DJs on Sirius and the Underground Garage. She had a band with her called The Coolies, and that was from their EP, Uh Uh-Oh, It's The Coolies, and the song was called Glad I Met You, and I figured that's a fitting way to close off the set, because I'm definitely glad I met her, not, not, you know, in person or anything, but glad that she was in my life musically. She was pretty great, so, yeah. That's going to do it here for this episode. Yes, we've already listened to 10 songs a day. I'll be back in short order, just in a few days right here, to do basically part two of finishing off the playlist for the recently deceased of 2019. We only have one more episode to go before we catch up on that year. And then here and there, I'll try to get into the year 2020. Maybe I'll try to finish it off before the end of the year, because that would be nice just to completely wash my hands of this awful, terrible year. Uh, yeah, of course, I'm going to do all the other things. You know, I'm planning on doing a Halloween show and a Christmas show and definitely a Best Albums of the Year episode. Before all that, I will do a big Best of 1990. Already planning on doing that. Almost done with making my list. So that's all coming up here. Things to look forward to on Rock Strikes 10. So I'm not checking out anytime soon. I'll be doing this for a long time. Uh, so yeah, I want to thank you for listening to the show here today. Stay tuned for my better half, Nola. The best damn outro song in the entire business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message us for more details or to order. U.S. or APO boxes only. For now. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all of the episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, please check out our other quality shows, including The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other, The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative, The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure, Talking Rock, with Joey and the great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.